Records broken left and right. Even more capital pouring into PE coffers. One of the most bullish markets in memory. It's no wonder advisors and deal doers are exhausted. 2021 has got off to a roaring start. Having crunched the numbers, the team looks at key takeaways across buyout activity and fundraising and ponders where we might be headed in this week's episode of the Unquote Private Equity Podcast. Hello, listener, and welcome to this new episode of the Unquote Private Equity Podcast. I'm Greg Gilles, the editor of Unquote, and I'll be your host today. So the first half of the year is in the bag. Our researchers have crunched most of the numbers, um, and we certainly have had some notable takeaways from these early figures. So what we'll do today is give you a bit of an overview of what's been happening in the market so far in 2021, uh, and then we'll dive into a few geographies and a few key segments in particular. And to help me do that, I am joined by my esteemed colleague just back from the reporting frontline, Harriet Matthews. Harriet, a pleasure to have you with us today. Hi, Greg. Thanks very much for having me. Great to be here. So, as I said, lots, lots to unpack from this first half, because uh, I think, um, obviously, one of the main takeaways that we always get when talking to people at the moment is never been so busy. I think everyone is, is running a little bit ragged from the, uh, uh, the deal doers to the advisors. It, it's certainly been a, a very, very hectic first half. Um, just, you know, um, looking looking at what's come through the news, uh, looking at what's in the pipeline as well in terms of processes and uh, looking at the figures from the first half of 2021. Uh, definitely confirms that and it confirms that the sharp activity rebound that we already saw in the second half of last year. Uh, with buyout deal flow actually setting a new volume record uh, in, in H1 2021. So we recorded about 670 buyouts in the first half of the year, and that is overtaking the previous record of 655 deals. And that was in the second half of 2019. Uh, and if we can bear, obviously not a very fair comparison, uh, but the first half of 2020, we only saw 412 buyouts, I think, taking place. Uh, on the aggregate value side, as a, as a good proxy of how much capital is actually deployed, the buyouts that were announced in H1 were valued at about 130 billion in aggregate. Uh, very, very close to the record that, that we saw in, in H1 2018. Uh, and it's also not inconceivable that this gap will actually be closed by the time uh, we process the first half figures in full. Uh, our research team always comes across uh, a few more deals later on in the year that, that are then added to that total. So I was on, on the buyout side uh, before we delve in a little bit more into these uh, these, these buyout figures. Um, let's talk about the, the venture and growth side a little bit because there was also a, a nice rebound in H1 compared to the second half of last year. Perhaps softer than what we've seen in, in the buyout space, um, but still a very, very high pace of activity, uh, sort of back to the record levels that we used to see in, in early uh, 2020, late 2019 period but with a big hike in aggregate value, which is not really surprising when we look at some of the, the massive venture rounds that we've been covering as of late. Um, in fact, just this morning, Revolut um, raising $800 million at a $33 billion valuation. So, and it hasn't been the only example. It's been very, very busy indeed. So let's just go back to these headline figures a little bit. There is somewhat of a caveat there in that the second quarter buyout activity 
is is lagging behind uh, both Q1 and and Q4 last year. Um, so we recorded 310 buyouts, I think, uh, in Q2, uh, compared with about 360 in the first quarter. And uh, in in value aggregate value terms, we're maybe on a, a 15 billion euro differential as well. So as I said, the more deals will will come to light in the coming weeks, and that will boost that the volume total in particular. But um, it's also likely that there are a couple of um, trends at play here, um, talking with people in the market and especially uh, M&A advisors. First of all, it's quite likely that the, the process backlogs from 2020 have started to clear up a little bit. Obviously, there's more coming to market, but there was also a lot that was just stopped it dead in, their, in its tracks around the sort of early 2020 uh, when the outbreak happened and and that uh, the, the best assets from that have now come to market have now the, the processes that have now finished uh, so perhaps PE players are, are feeling slightly less pressure to stock up on on quality assets after that dry spell in Q2 Q3 last year and there is something else as well at play and that's all to do with the UK um, so in Q1 the UK drove the market to a very large extent as in disproportionately so. Uh, but according to Uncle Data, UK buyout deal flow fell by a, a fairly fairly hefty 40% uh, quarter on quarter in volume terms in Q2. So we recorded about 63 buyout transactions uh, against 105 in the first three months of the year um, and actually 80 in, in Q4 last year as well. So we've talked about the rush to complete deals before a potential CGT rate hike in March uh, and how that drove deal flow in the past. Uh, and we did speak with some GPs and advisors at the time that expected actually activity to, to cool off rapidly after that, regardless of the outcome of that. Obviously, nothing uh, came to pass uh, in the March budget. Uh, but it now looks clear that it played probably a greater part than, than what we thought. Um, so if we look at the UK in Q2, there's a much, much sharper drop than what we've seen in the other European markets, including France and, and Germany. And we'll probably come back to that a little bit later, where activity continued at roughly the same pace in the second quarter. And that meant that the buyout market across Europe was recalibrated a little bit. So the UK was home to about 90% of all European buyouts in Q2. Uh, I figure that's much, much more in line with um, historical standards than the 30% uh, or something that we saw in Q1. Uh, and France was once again the, the busiest European market in Q2 by a, by a very slim margin. So is it bad news for the UK? Is it lackluster activity? No, definitely not. Um, Q2 activity in the UK remained very, very strong indeed, um, as, as everyone can tell from um, all the all the deals that, that have come through and how busy everyone is. Uh, compares very favourably with Q2 2019 in terms of volume uh, and overall the sort of the average number of deals that, that we used to see per quarter in the year leading up to the COVID-19 outbreak. If anything, the, the outlier here is, is clearly Q1, uh, which was a 30% increase on uh, on the Q4 figure and more than double the number of deals that were recorded in, in Q1 2019. So clearly that um, that that push to do to complete or to at least sign deals before um, that that budget announcement was was very real indeed uh, and that's further uh, compounded by the fact that most of the drop-off came from deals valued at less than 150 million euro EV um, in in Q2 from 85 deals in Q1 down to 44 in Q2 so that's a massive drop but activity beyond that so in the sort of 
core mid-market, upper mid-market, virtually identical quarter on quarter. So clearly the UK mid-market is, is, is alive and well. The drop-off was mostly smaller deals, small cap deals, uh, primarily from um, uh, family vendors and, and, and private owners. So... And the aggregate value was was still strong as as well, considering that, uh, considering the fact that the mid market was actually still very very active. So definitely not definitely not bad news. Just a bit of a recalibration. So that's it for the UK, I think. Um, Harriet, you've also looked at the DAC region, and and what, what what were the highlights there? Yeah, that's right. It's really interesting to hear about the kind of similarities and differences between the DAC region and the UK as well. Overall, I think the picture is that the market's recovering really well from a low in deal volume and deal value in Q2 2020, unsurprising, obviously. I think it's worth placing all of this in in context. So the first half of 2020 saw 78 buyout deals with an aggregate value of more than 28 billion. Obviously, a large chunk of that was a 17.2 billion euro buyout of ThyssenKrupp Elevator. Looking at the second half of 2020, There were 113 buyouts recorded with an aggregate value of 17.2 billion. Then in the first half of 2021, deal value is up to 24 billion euros and the number of buyout deals recorded is virtually identical with 112 deals. So there's been a strong recovery. It's been a very busy first half. And actually, unlike the UK, there's not a significant difference between Q1 and Q2 this year we saw 54 deals with an aggregate value of 14.7 billion euros in Q1, whereas in Q2, there were 58 buyouts totaling 9.3 billion euros. So momentum certainly didn't stop as the year progressed. What's probably interesting to note as well is that if buyouts continue at a similar pace this year by volume, they're very likely to exceed the record we saw in 2019 of 197 buyouts in total recorded on a, on a yearly basis. Breaking that down a little bit, again, just looking at the first half of the year, the mid-market seems to be quite strong again as well. So by deal volume, one third of the deals recorded in the first half of this year were valued at under 25 million euros, so pretty small cap there. But another third of the deals by volume uh, were made up of deals of more than 100 million euros in terms of enterprise value. So that shows actually that the split is now quite comparable to previous years, unlike in 2020, where overall we did see small cap deals gaining slightly more ground, partly because those deals were easier to get done when there was a lack of financing and a lack of certainty over large scale auction processes. Okay, so clearly back it back at back to full strength, and we'll talk about France a little bit later. And I think we 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 saw quite similar things. But I wanted to ask you quickly about the uh, the Nordic market as well. What's been happening there? The Nordics has been doing very well as well. We've seen a record half year for deal volume with ninety seven deals recorded. And again, to give some context, that's more than double the number of buyouts recorded in the first half of twenty twenty. And by volume, this figure actually corresponds to 80% of all of the buyouts done over the whole year in 2020. 
aggregate value for the first half of the year in the Nordic region stood at 15.3 billion euros. And while that's not the highest figure ever recorded in the Nordics, it's worth noting that the aggregate value of mid-market deal flow there as well, and here we're talking about deals valued in the 50 to 500 million enterprise value bracket, is actually up by 61%. And by volume, it's the strongest ever half year for mid-market deal flow in the Nordics. So quite a positive picture there as well. And you mentioned France, Greg. How have things been looking there in the first half of this year? Yeah, uh, you know, quite similar to uh, to the Nordic market and Enderdak market as well. Incredibly busy. Um, so we so record record amount of, of buyout deal flow specifically in the first half of twenty twenty one and aggregate value in particular. So again, pretty good proxy of, of the amount of capital deployed, uh, setting a, a very clear record there. About one hundred and thirty six uh, private equity backed buyouts. Uh, aggregate enterprise value of about 35 billion euros i think so a very very strong number basically we've never seen that in a half year before and and as far as we can tell it barely dropped off between q1 and q2 unlike the uk um so quite similar to germany i think it looks like the, the momentum is continuing strong but there, there is one main takeaway here which is quite interesting is uh is how the mega deal segment really drove that market in in the first half in france so we've had a pretty unprecedented string of mega buyouts in the country, like Serba Healthcare, Domus V, Cerceps, Yassi Saint-Honoré, uh, and more, actually. So overall, France was home to, I think, nine buyouts valued in excess of, of 1 billion euros apiece in the first half. And that's com- comfortably outpacing the UK and German markets. Uh, I think we had five deals in the UK above that threshold and, and four in Germany. Um, and just looking at France as well, four of these were valued, in fact, at more than €3 billion Euros a piece. So very, very sizable buyouts, clearly a uh, lot of capital that was waiting to be deployed and uh, financing hasn't been a problem. Um, and that drove the value uptick to a very large extent, obviously, in the first half. So clearly, uh, France, which I, we've seen that before, um, there, there is a, a deep well of, uh, of large mature businesses that have been on the, in the sites of private equity for some time, either uh, already in P portfolios and then being sold or just uh, being uh, taken private or, or carved out. So overall, very strong rebound in France as well. And as I said, very strong, as we've seen, in fact, uh, across the board, very, very strong rebound everywhere. It'll be interesting to see if it, it continues tapering off a little bit, as we've seen in Q2, though. Um, obviously, now people are, are going to take a little bit of a break, although probably not too much. Um, it's because we're already seeing kind of processes starting to slow down a little bit. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what Q3 has in store and if there's another big push towards the end of the year as well. So we've talked uh, quite a lot about about deal activity and, and buyout activity, activity in particular. Um, Harriet, perhaps we could talk about fundraising a bit because you've been looking at that as well. What's been the, the narrative for the, the first half and, and what are the numbers telling us? Yes, definitely. So we've seen to date in 2021, 168 first and final closes totaling 164 billion euros. And that's across venture, private equity, buyout, um, co-investment, etc. So all the core asset classes that we, we tend to look at. And, and that's not that's not just European managers, right? It's, it's funds mm-hmm. investing yes. with the mandate to invest in Europe, right? Okay. Yes, absolutely. So a lot of lot of dry powder now 
uh, to add to the trillions that were already there, mm. of course. Um, looking at these first and final closes, um, a significant number of them were valued at over or have capital commitments, I should say, of over 1 billion euros. So 28 is quite a significant proportion there. And that obviously includes recent closes from Hellman and Friedman, Silver Lake and EQT. So continuing that trend, we've seen potentially of bifurcation and large cap or significant names being able to raise substantial amounts of capital during the pandemic. Just comparing these figures, though, to the first half of 2020, where clearly a lot of funds were on the road that didn't raise the majority of their capital during the pandemic. There, there were 218 first and final closes, totaling almost 171 billion euros. So actually, there isn't too much of a discrepancy between the aggregate value, given those very large final closes I've just mentioned and others, obviously. So it's still a market that is is recovering fairly well, especially in, in terms of value. What we also saw in terms of the number of final closes to date in 2021, and we mentioned this in our fundraising report, around 38% of these by volume have been for buyout funds, 34% have been for venture which is roughly comparable to previous periods. What I think is interesting to note as well is that 9% of these closes were for secondaries vehicles and that market share has been steadily increasing since around 2015. And just looking forward and thinking about fund launches, Fund launches were relatively low in Q1 and Q2 2021, but we have seen a number of GPs registering new vehicles in recent months, including KKR's Next European Buyout Fund and Five Arrows' latest buyout vehicle as well. So some official launches and some more significant fundraising in the next couple of quarters shouldn't be too far off either. Yeah, it's interesting. And just continuing on that fundraising trend, it is quite noticeable. Um, and again, I urge everyone to go and look at our fantastic fundraising reports. And that's got all that in uh, in charts and, and various infographics. It's quite noticeable to see the, the, the number of launches tapering off pretty sharply, obviously, in Q2 last year, but then continuing to sort of decline a little bit. And obviously, we've, we've talked about this. Um, it's it's still it's a tough market out there, especially for smaller managers. Um, it's it's not back to that sort of level of of buoyancy that, that we saw before. Um, uh, although obviously uh, large amounts of capital can be raised, but what would be interesting to see, and, and I think it's not evident yet, how much of that is actually down to just the impact of the pandemic, as opposed to just a natural ebb and flow of, of fundraising cycles as well. You've mentioned uh, Harriet trillions being raised in recent years, and that's really not an, an exaggeration. It's it's a lot a lot of capital, and we were talking about this the other day of uh, potentially starting to look now at um, the 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 very large, especially the very largest managers. There's really been a raft of them replenishing their coffers uh, in the past couple of years or so, which means that obviously that's that's fewer of these funds launching again because they're well topped up. Um, and I, I have a, a suspicion that even in the mid market, that's that's been the case to a large extent as well. So it might just be that little 
lull in, in fundraising that is not uncommon and, uh, and, and in fact that's got little to do with the wider context. But it, a, little bit early, a little bit early to tell and we'll have to dig into the numbers a little bit better to see uh, what that can tell us for uh, what's likely to come to market in, in the next uh, year or so. So um, in terms of fundraising as well, an interesting takeaway was that, uh, as we've seen very much on the deal front, and we didn't really talk about it, we didn't do a, a sector breakdown, uh, but everyone in the market is very aware that uh, technology uh, and support services, uh, technology-led support services, in, in particular healthcare, have been very, very hot sectors over the past year or so for understandable reasons. Um, and and that really made a, a shift in, in the amount of capital being deployed in Europe. On the fundraising side, it's already starting to have an effect as well. We, we saw, um, we're looking at the, the funds that were closed in the first half of this year uh, against the, the first half of last year even. Um, there's already a, a noticeable shift towards more specialization and especially specialization towards these sectors that, that I was talking about, uh, namely uh, financials and uh, and support services and technology. So again, and that will no doubt drive further deal flow in these spaces and, and higher valuations over the coming weeks and months. So I think that was pretty much it in terms of uh, in terms of fundraising. Again, uh, uh, pretty pretty encouraging takeaways there with a few caveats. So I think that's uh, that's all the time we have, Harriet. Thank you so much again for for being with us today. No problem. It was great to talk about all of these trends with you. Thanks very much again for having me on. And thank you all for tuning in. That was a, a lot of numbers thrown your way. I realise that. So uh, feel free to head over to Uncle.com if you're a subscriber. Uh, we've covered all these in recent format, uh, which uh, and, and of course you can go on Uncle Data, which we get all our data from and, and play with the numbers yourselves. Also, do look out for our upcoming private equity barometer, uh, which will be released soon. And we'll have a much, much more granular breakdowns of all the trends that we've talked about in the meantime if you like the podcast don't forget to subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcast from see you on the next one